Welcome to the Health and Harmony Podcast, where we discuss all things mind, body, and soul. Everything we delve into has the intention of helping you to create a healthy balance between your internal and external realities. We reveal the tools and techniques you'll need to expand your life and grow into the amazing and authentic person you are meant to be. Whether you've just started your journey or already on your way, we are here to help guide you with all of the information you'll need. Join us each week as we discuss the insights that will give you the guidance needed to help you on your journey. Hello and welcome back to the Health and Harmony Girls podcast. Today we are starting with our guest series. We still haven't decided what we're going to call it, but basically we are interviewing, more like chatting with, some really powerful and empowering women that we know in our space, um, whether it's in physical life or on the online space and today we have an incredible guest Altashana she is the owner and founder of Moon School Holistics um yeah we're just going to go with the flow and see where the conversation takes us but she is very very wise when it comes to womb wisdom moon wisdom and all of those (coughs) beautiful things that come with that so (coughs) sorry got a frog in my throat Introduce yourself, let everyone that's listening know who you are, what you do, whatever comes to to, to mind, you speak about it. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you to both of you for inviting me and having me on today. I am super excited for this. Um, Yeah, I love chatting. So (laughs) this this is is perfect for, um, so thank you so much for inviting me. Um, Yes, as Roxy said, I am the founder of Moon School. I um, started Moon School uh, around May in this year of 2021. So uh, Moon School is quite young, but it is rooted in a lot of years of um, experience and studying and, um, you know, just working with the ancient wisdom that is within our womb um, and that is uh, reflected by the moon, um, I should say, as well, because we work very closely with the moon cycles in moon school um, and, you know, the connection between the moon cycles and the cycles of the womb and how we go through all of these cycles from the day that we are born until the day of our death and how life is this beautiful, magical cycle um, of life. So yes, my one friend once said, when someone asked her, so what what do you guys do in moon school? And my friend was like, well, we're very concerned about what the moon is doing. So (laughs) if I can put it in in layman terms, so to speak, we are very concerned (laughs) with the phases of the moon. (laughs) I love that. I love that. Awesome. So I think... The first thing that's coming to me that I'd love you to talk more about is like the importance of cycles, because I think in this Western society that Mm. we find ourselves in, we are so disconnected from our cycles, the cycles of our bodies, Mm. the cycles of the moon, because obviously we're in this like hustle mentality, you've got to be productive as much as you can, no time for rest, no time for complaining, and we've completely Mm. disconnected from the cycles. So if you can just explain like what the cycles are, how um, it would be beneficial, I guess, to follow the cycles, whether it's the cycle of your menstruation or the cycles of the moon and how that can benefit you in life all all around. Mm. So as you're talking about this, you know, like I'm sitting in front of lights now as well. And um, I have a lot of clients, geez, even family members who come up to me and ask me, or tell me, listen, I can't sleep. How do I, like, do you have any tips? Um, 
And what I've noticed actually in this last year in my practice is that a lot of people are asking me how to fix something in their life as if there's like there's one answer to it, mm -hmm. right? And it's not, it's a cycle. Everything is a cycle, even your sleep, right? We are so, you were mentioning like, you know, we're in this, this uh, society of hustling all the time. You know, you have to get shit done. You can't do this. You need to do that. And we even have lost touch with natural lighting. So in the, the evenings these days aren't really the evenings evenings anymore. Um, when you are without electricity, which some South Africans uh, actually have the privilege, I'm going to dare and say that, uh, the privilege to experience uh, from time to time, uh, you will notice that when the moon is shining, that there's actually a shadow. The moon uh, can actually cast a shadow. But we don't see that because we have all these lights going on and uh, buildings have lights that run all through the night um, where we've lost our connection to natural lighting and especially in the evenings um, you know there is a beautiful cycle that needs to take place in the evenings as we settle down and things become a bit more quieter and we switch off all the artificial lighting, switch on a candle or just a low light, like those Himalayan salt lamps, they are great for that. And, and slow down your rhythm, your cycle, um, as you step into the evening and embrace that, you know. There's a lot of uh, surrendering that has to take place if someone struggles to fall asleep, you know, that's always a good thing to look into your life into. But what do we do? And I mean, I'm guilty of this as well. Like you're on your phone, you're scrolling, you're Netflixing, maybe you're doing both. <laughs> so, um, so yes, that, that, that's with regards to uh, artificial lighting and a moon. Now, a lot of women, um, yes, I just wanted to say before you move on, I love that you brought up the sleep cycle and artificial lighting and stuff because during lockdown last year, we spent the five weeks at our farm and there was literally no signal, no TV, no Wi-Fi, no nothing. And it was quite interesting to see how we all got into such a natural cycle of when the sun went down, we'd all go to bed and when it came up, we'd all wake up and it felt we felt so refreshed and like it was easy to sleep and like there was so many benefits to that and I just love that you brought that up because it makes so much sense like we are so disconnected from the cycles of even day and night because we have technology mm. and artificial lighting and it completely disconnects us from that cycle of sleep as well so I love that you brought that up mm. yes I mean if you, if you have to think about it yes there are certain cases that are clinical for why people can't fall asleep right but in actual fact it's they're, they're very little in our society um it's not so much that someone i'm not saying someone for a fact doesn't have insomnia but that that term gets thrown a around a lot very loosely when in fact it is just the inability to put down your phone and switch off the light and just slowly um go into the night <laughs> that sounded a bit dark <laughs> Um, but yes, and so with, with regards to the moon, um, I have clients who also ask me, you know, like, how can they sync their cycles to the moon? So when you start delving into feminine work and womb work and stuff, eventually you're going to stumble across um, syncing your cycle with the, with the phases of the moon, right? So women will ask me a lot, you know, like, how do I do that? Um, and again, there's no simple ritual or technique or tool that you're going to use. And the next day, you know, you're fully synced with the moon. It's a cycle. It's a, it's a, it's a journey. Mm -hmm. And what I always say to them is 
for the next 21 days, go out into the night. If you don't, if you can't go out and you know you live in an apartment or a flat or whatever, just look outside your window. Um, and uh, for five minutes, just look at the night sky, regardless if you can see the moon or not, you know, just look at the night sky. And eventually, um, slowly but surely, uh, you know, I've all my clients who've done that have successfully synced and then they unsync again you know because again it's a cycle it's a rhythm and um your you know there is a bit of a hype at the moment of syncing your cycle with the moon you know and i don't think it's necessary um yes it's a nice kind of if you want to like calendar in a way um a nice kind of um, thing to pinpoint to but if you're not sinking with the moon that's okay too like your your womb knows exactly when to release and when to let go and when your um your period needs to come you know it's there's no right or wrong time to bleed yes yeah definitely i have a very surface level mm. question just in case there are any and i might have missed this sorry i was just being late so excuse me if it's no worries <laughs> but for the people that listen to our podcast that want to get more in touch with the cycles of the moon and to know more about the moon i know we have a lot of people who even ask questions about how we are even connected to the moon can we maybe touch a little bit on what the different phases of the moon are for the people that don't know and how it is connected to us and how we can use those phases for ourselves mm. and our life, yeah. I mean, some mm. people literally don't even know what the phases of the moon are and how they can relate to us, so. Yes, uh, thank you for that question, you know. It's, it's um, you know, even when you do this work for so many years, those questions still come up um, very often and it's good questions, you know. Um, so with regards to uh, the cycles of the moon, so I'll go into, you know, this is for men and women. Um, when our moon becomes full, you can think about it as a circle, right? Things are coming full circle. Also, when it is full moon, um, the moon's light, you know, that is a reflection from the sun, of course, but it shines more brightly, right? It, it just makes sense. It's fuller. So if you think about that, you can think about it uh, in a sense that what is there in your life that this time is shining a light on for you? You know, because we've all and for people who are probably listening to this, the chances are good that they've started to, even if it's slowly and inconsistent, but they started to notice synchronicities come up in their lives and patterns that come up in their lives. So maybe they're seeing, you know, 1111 or numbers jumping out at them, you know. Um, when it's full moon, it's a good time to shine light upon these synchronicities, these messages, these patterns that are coming up, right? And again, you don't need to understand it immediately. Just because it's full moon and the light is shining doesn't mean you now need to know, oh, okay, that's what it means. Now I can carry on with my life. Mm -hmm. No, it simply means that you are in a good spot or it's a good time to just observe the fullness of this feeling or sensation or situation that is coming up for you uh, at that moment in time. And then when it is new moon, when, you know, the, the, the moon is dark, you can't see the moon then. Um, it is a good time for, to start new beginnings, you know, new beginnings, planting new seeds, uh, new intentions, setting new intentions. There is even a talk about uh, planting actual physical seeds during new moon because of the, the, the pool of energy. Mm -hmm. um, and so when you plant that new seed into the ground, as the moon becomes fuller, 
um, the gravitational force helps that seed to also get pulled from the ground um, in, a, in, a, in a bit of a more powerful way as well. So that's with regards to full moon, new moon, and then, you know, your moons in between, they're also quite, quite powerful. They usually represent change because the moon is changing, right? So if it is um, uh, the moon leading up, the, the half moon leading up to the full moon, you are perhaps changing from things that are um, affecting you in the nucleus of your life. For example, things that are close to heart, new moon is usually, um, especially if you bleed around the new moon, this is now for women. Uh, if you bleed in and around the new moon, it usually signifies um, that it is an opportunity for you to understand and take a look at things that are close, close to home, close to your nucleus, close to um, things that affect you and, and your family, the people who you live with, uh, and things like that. When you bleed closer to the full moon, it usually has to do with things uh, that are a bit on, on the bigger scale, right? The fullness. So it could be that you are busy with uh, a big project at work. Uh, perhaps you have just moved into a new um, living situation where there are a lot more people involved. That's, that definitely happened to me last year. Um, or you are, for example, a healer or you have a, a practice and um, you are, you know, kind of then stepping into a role where you are um, empathically feeling into energies that are going on in the collective, whether that is your community, your workspace, or even, you know, on a global sense. For example, and this, this is, you know, really what happened in 2020 when the pandemic hit, um, all of my clients, literally all of them, including me, all switched to being full moon leaders. And I feel, and this is just my opinion, that this had to do with the fact that a lot of these women are extremely empathic. And so what is menstruation if not to let go? You know, if you are um, a very practical person and, you know, you're, you're more medically inclined, what, you know, happens is that um, your uterine wall um, becomes thick. And then when you are menstruating, you let go of the uterine wall, right? That it's, it's a process of letting go physically. So on a more energetic level that is happening is it's also a process of letting go. So there was a lot of things energetically and of course physically that happened in 2020 where women clearly, obviously via their bodies felt the need to let go, you know, um, and to digest things that were happening in and around their lives. Um, yeah, so I hope that answers it fully. Let me know if there are any like other questions. I might be like uh, forgetting something, but uh, I think yes, I think that's, that's it. Awesome. Sorry, there's a lag. I was actually, <laughs> you answered it really well. Thank you. You did answer that perfectly. I was just like, there's so many Thank things you. really just don't know. And I think we always say with this day and age and where the world is moving and having more people that are more conscious and trying to, you know, move on more of a spiritual path or journey. A lot of people mm. start with the moon, but literally don't know where to start. So I think you answered that question mm. really well. It just helps people to know like at what stage to set an intention, at what stage to let go. So mm. it's a good place to mm. be. Need to start some moon. Mm. <laughs> yes and um always what i always say is step one is just observe observe right uh I, and I, I remember and i understand and i have so much empathy for this like you know when i started on my journey 
you know, with spirituality and energy work, I just, I just wanted to know everything immediately. You know, I wanted all the answers immediately. And, you know, because there's a fire that gets lit inside of you, right? And it's almost like you feel like this energy pushing you from behind forwards and you because of how you know society is structured when you are pushed forward you need to know the ins and outs the structures the who the how the when and with the work that we do and with energy work spirituality unfortunately it just doesn't always happen that way if you have a teacher and you're very fortunate to have someone who can lead you not give you but lead you to the answers you know be very grateful for that appreciate that in your life but you know like like 10 15 years ago there weren't a lot of people out there teaching this stuff and you had to just go with the flow I guess <laughs> you were kind of like it felt like you were stumbling in the dark and then uh you see a light and you go towards it but oh it's not really and yeah it's 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 um it can feel very unsteady at times and you have this burning desire for knowledge um and i know it's frustrating when like someone comes to you and they're like just observe <laughs> you know like that's not i don't want that answer <laughs> you know um but it really just i know it sounds ridiculous but just trust me just observe and you can start this by um you know the principles that we find in yoga like even asana yoga like when you are in shavasana when you're lying on your back and you go through all of your body parts and you just check in you know you become aware of your of your your pinky your hand your wrist it's the same thing with energy work and spirituality just become aware of it i actually spoke to someone yesterday and this is a really nice way um to explain um the difference between observing and absorbing especially when you are feeling triggered or whatever the case is so when you become aware of a feeling um such as sadness or depression or anxiety any of these type of feelings that make you feel uncomfortable so uncomfortable that you don't want to feel this anymore or you don't see how you're ever going to stop feeling this a really nice exercise to do is to like the moon um to see this beautiful ball in front of you and it's as if you are holding this ball in front of you and this ball represents this feeling sensation whatever it can be anger as well but i know when you are going through an anger fit you know you're not going to be like hey let me hold my ball you know like <laughs> other things are at play when you're when you when, when you're angry <laughs> so but but if you do remember this um try and do it so you hold the ball out in front of you and again just become aware of this ball that represents the sensation or the feeling that you are currently experiencing whether that is sadness or anxiety or whatever and then observe it as if you are um just someone looking at something you don't have to understand it you don't have to judge it you don't have to change it all you do is you just observe and look at the ball right and then oh thank you i'm getting some coffee <laughs> um so sorry so you just you hold this ball don't have to change it you don't have to judge it doesn't have to be good doesn't have to be bad just observe it now what you should avoid is to take this ball that represents this uncomfortable feeling and put it inside of you why would you put it inside of you you won't right obviously that's the right answer 
what you would want to do is you want, would want to take this ball. Sometimes it's difficult to say thank you and give gratitude to that ball. If you can and it feels okay, do it. Say thank you for showing up. I mean, this was an interesting experience at the very least on a soul level, you know, even if it was uncomfortable. Uh, take that ball and put it down or if you really want to kick it away. <laughs> um, but don't put it inside of you. Why? Why don't you want to put it inside of you? Because throughout this exercise, if you've, you know, kind of envisioned it right now, uh, you became aware of the fact that this feeling that you are experiencing is not you. It is just something that's appearing, right? And how blissful is that? It's a, a sense of, it's for me, it's deeper than bliss. It's a, it's a feeling of freedom, right? It's just like this, ah, I am not my anxiety, <laughs> you know? And that doesn't mean that immediately the comfortability goes away. But what happens from a neurological standpoint is that you become the observer and you immediately understand that I don't have to absorb this. I can just put it away, you know? Um, but yes, like it's, it's definitely easier said than done. Uh, and don't avoid going into a cycle of feeling shame or guilt. If you feel anxious and you, you know, you don't want to hold the damn ball, you know, that's okay too. It's a process. Again, it's a journey. It's a process. Uh, step by step, you know, I still struggle with it as well. So, um, yeah, uh, I don't know why I told that story, but observing versus absorbing uh, and the ball thing is just like it's a game changer. Like it changed things for me immediately. It was almost like I can like, oh, like take this breath of freedom. Mm. I love that you use that example. And as you were speaking, literally I was thinking it's so, such a clever thing because a lot of times people define themselves by their emotions. And that's why we always say, I am angry. I am sad. I am anxious or whatever, where it's better to say, I feel angry. I feel sad because you yes. your emotion from being a part of your identity. So that's such a like, yes. tool, like a visualization tool to bring that mentality in, but through obviously a, like a visual visualization tool separate the emotion from yourself visualize it know that it is there but it's not part of you and then letting it go like i love that i love that yes that's that's the sweet spot that you want to hit that it is not you you know when i was teaching in china um i would always correct the students when they said i am sad no you're not you are feeling sad and right and even though they that, like I wasn't going to go into like this huge philosophical teaching about it but you know uh, to a point language matters and even that I feel on an energetic level hopefully it plants just a little seed mm. you know mm. I also love that example when you were talking about it I was like it's so simple like you said to take that normal knowledge like we all know you know this is not who I am it's a feeling I'm feeling or that I'm experiencing at this point but to actually be able to look at it in the example that you gave I think makes it so much more clear to people who do find it difficult because it's one thing to say you know yes I'm not angry or my my sadness is mm. who I am but to be able to look at it from that point of view and go if something is a bad ball of energy would I put that inside my body no and that is what those feelings are and it's so simple like you said but it's just such a great example to be able to use for everyone mm. I love that example. yes Good example mm -hmm. see that's the reason you said I don't know why I told the story I'm like because you <laughs> needed to tell that story today on this episode <laughs> <laughs> good I'm glad I'm glad I sometimes that's I love bullet points you'll see like my diary is just bullet points but um bullet points because I can uh you know if you are astrologically inclined I am a, a Pisces I am an Enneagram 4 so um 
I'm very, you know, watery and I can like really go deep into, into something. And so um, I like to keep things as practical as possible because I've, I've learned throughout my journey doing energy work and spiritual, you know, and, and doing spiritual work is that something that is missing, I think, a lot of the times is a nice foundation, a nice structural, practical exercise and discipline. And this is not something, you know, um, that the people like me, you know, like the, the airy fairy types want to hear. We don't like that word, but there's so much medicine in that. So something that I always try to, when I have a aha moment or I read something, and it makes so much sense on an energetic level. I always try and think, okay, so how do I implement that practically? So yes, this ball exercise is so, it's such a practical exercise um, and keeping bullet points of conversations because otherwise I don't know, I can just go off on a little <laughs> tangent. That's a yeah. monkey thing, so you love to talk, a monkey thing to the right place because yeah. that's us, so bullet points are <laughs> distracted yeah yeah <laughs> i wanted to dig a little bit deeper now we've spoken about this, the phases and the cycle of the moon but digging a little bit deeper into our own cycle our menstruation cycle because um it was actually at a, we had an event a few weeks ago and one of the ladies brought up the fact that she schedules her appointments with her clients according to her cycle because obviously when you're going through your menstruation cycle you go through highs and lows energetic moments mm. really lethargic ones and i thought that was so interesting because i've never thought about doing that before and it's also outside of the work area it's such a powerful thing that you can bring into every aspect of your life so i wonder if you could just explain to the listeners a little bit more about the phases of our administration cycle and how we can plan our lives around it so that we utilize each phase to like its maximum efficiency lack of a better mm -hmm. more feminine way of explaining that. <laughs> <laughs> so i would love to i actually have my notes on that right next to me so how awesome is that um so i can it's a very, very good way, a very, very good thing to structure, um, if you can, your life according to your own cycle, you know, um, inside of your body as a menstruating woman. Um, but again, I, there has to be a sense of give and take. There has to be a sense of flow. There has to be a sense of being connected to reality because sometimes and for a lot of women out there it just isn't at the moment realistic to take three days off when they are bleeding right if you are fortunate enough to do that then yes do that go for it don't feel guilty about it enjoy it uh but if you can't do it you know just try and even if you can subtly adjust your life you know say you know what I'm gonna take an hour for me today even if it just begins with that and even if it is just you sitting on your bed for an hour not knowing what the hell to do mm -hmm. baby steps right mm -hmm. so okay we start off with the menstrual when the menstrual cycle starts so that is usually uh between day one and day five so that is when, you know, we're shedding our uterine lining and we start bleeding. Now, there are a few hormones I can name here, which I'm not going to do because then it's going to get a little bit too technical. But there are a lot of hormones in play here, you know, that have to do with, you know, they were building the lining of you, your uterine wall. And now that the and actually your pituitary gland which also is you know very much linked to your third eye and your crown chakra is the one that actually this was fascinating to me is the one that actually sends the message to your ovaries and to your womb to start contracting it's magnificent like i, I was just it was 
it, for me, it made a lot of sense. Then, of course, from an energetic point of view, the moon can influence that when you engage that site, you know. Anyway, so, um, you know, it sends, it sends it to um, the, the ovaries to get ready to shed the uterine lining, right? So this is a, then a very good time because of everything that your hormones are doing, you know, it's a good time for uh, to really take a look at your intuition, to dive into your intuition, to trust your intuition, to allow your intuition to open up. Uh, and it's also a really good time for reflection. So a few points that I actually wrote down here is uh, the words reflection, to analyze, um, if, if you are in the workspace, it's a good time then to do reports and performance reviews. Um, and then on a physical side, it's perhaps good to do like a chill workout, like a yoga or go for a walk, something that's not, you know, uh, where you're not running like a, a 10 mile marathon might not be the best thing for your body at that time, you know, your body wants to be nurtured at this time. Take, just take it a bit slower, you know. Um, and this is this phase, the day one to five, is also known as the winter phase. So what do we do in winter? We, you know, we go into a bit of a hibernation. So again, uh, following up with cycles, take your example uh, from nature itself, you know, when you are in your winter phase, um, allow yourself to isolate a little bit, you know, um, and to tap into your intuition. This is an excellent time for meditation because your root chakra is obviously opened up, you know, you're, you're bleeding and basically giving back to the earth what no longer serves your body, your uterus, your womb space. And your crown chakra is also open. You know, I mean, your pituitary gland is like, you know, booming off all kinds of stuff. So you, you are literally this beautiful stuff that is now connected and opened up through your crown chakra and your root chakra, right? It is an, so it's, it's you are in a good space for in doing intuitive work, you know, um, and, and meditation. So then after that, you go into your uh, follicular phase. Yes, that's how you pronounce it. That is from day six to 14, usually, give or take. And this is then known as your spring phase. Um, they call it being the creative superstar, right? Uh, your vaginal discharge can start to increase as you're leading up to ovulation. Uh, your testosterone rises, so your libido rises, moving, you know, into the phase of ovulation. And your estrogen is building up to get to that highest point again. So this is a great time for new things, research, project planning, um, and from a physical le level, uh, you know, you can really now uh, kind of like push your body at this stage. This is your most productive stage, good for brainstorming, um, you know, creating masterminds, high energy output because of this estrogen crest that is happening. Then after that, of course, is ovulation, which lasts about two days, two to three days. So this is day 15 to 17. Um, and this is a beautiful stage, right? And it can go either way. It can go the way where you feel amazing and you want to get out there and you want to socialize because from an evolutionary standpoint, this is when women were, are most fertile, right? Or you can get a bit irritated and you don't want to deal with people right now. And when that happens, it usually indicates that you were too busy during your spring phase right so again balance yes it's a great time to be super busy and you know to be super productive but you can also overdo it that when you get to ovulation day 15 to 17 
it's just, it's too much, right? And you need to push back again. So this is the stage of the great communicator. If you have things like lives or uh, you need to give a speech or something like that, this is great because your, your charming abilities are like on point at that time. Um, you know, your progesterone increases for the impl implementation of um, the egg if you, if you decide to, you know, procreate during that time. <laughs> uh, your communication and verbal skills are at its highest, teamwork, networking, collaboration, negotiation. If you need to negotiate for a paycheck rise, then is the best time to do it. Then after that is the last phase, which is known as the autumn phase. So ovulation will be your summer phase, right? So the last one is known as your autumn phase. They also call it the power phase. Um, and that is the longest one. This one is around 10 days. So day 18 to 28. Um, uh, your, your, so you, you've worked up to this beautiful crest for ovulation. And now after ovulation, you know, everything is coming down uh, with regards to your hormones and you're getting ready again to release that uterine lining, you know. Um, it's a great time to be assertive. Uh, usually people call this PMS. Um, uh, and uh, it, it can mean provide me space, you know, that's been said. Um, but it can also mean that um, your level of seeing through the bullshit, <laughs> that veil is a bit thinner, you know, and you become a bit more assertive. And if you understand and you have techniques to express these uncomfortable feelings that are coming up, you know, you can do that ball technique. This will obviously be a great time to do the ball technique, um, but also to express yourself through creativity. This is a great time to be creative as well, you know, spring and autumn. Why? Because spring and autumn, both, if you look at it seasonally, what do they do? They bring on change. So spring and autumn, is, both of those seasons are great for creativity. So assertiveness, problem solving, again, start to do a little bit of a more chilled exercise closer towards day 28, uh, like yoga, walking, um, and then even accounting. I mean, this doesn't, like, to me, it didn't make sense. I was like, I don't want to do freaking accounting when I'm PMSing, you know, like, but it was actually better. It was actually better. Like, I was like, because it was something that wasn't very emotional and I could get it done. Mm -hmm. And I think the reason for that is because what is happening within your body, with your hormones, and especially what's happening in your womb is things are building up and doing what? Coming full circle, right? So it's a great time to complete something for the month so that you can go into that phase where you release what no longer serves you, release the stress of the month when you start your period and just review and relax and take things easy. I love that. That was such a beautiful breakdown. Yeah. yeah. I love that. I think it's so interesting and it's so like sad that we've lost this connection with our cycle in this modern day and age um, because it is, it's so important and it, it helps you to be more productive in your life if you kind of sync with your cycle mm. because you're resting when your body needs to rest and you're being creative when your body's ready to be creative and you're hitting full throttle when you've got like that peak of energy and then you're coming back mm. again it just makes so much sense for everything mm. whether it's in your work in your life in your social environments whatever it may be so i absolutely love that um and i think it's also just so important to remind our listeners because i mean not everyone still has their period maybe they're on contraceptives maybe they've already gone through menopause mm. um, that if you can't sync with your cycles you can that's when the moon the phases of the moon can become such yes. a, because you can use that as your guideline 
to follow these phases because like our cycle is 28 days the cycle of the moon is also 28 days so if you're listening exactly i don't have my period how can i actually like align to these you can use the moon yes roxy that is such a good point um this is then when that moon really comes into play where you can really harness that you know that's such a that's such a brilliant way of um, approaching it then because, uh, you know, if you need to be on the pill or on some other contraceptive or you no longer uh, bleed or you've had a hysterectomy or you are now menopausal, that doesn't mean you can't still connect to all of these beautiful magical things. You know, and even within that, and this is something that I also love, um, even in that, there's also a cycle that's taking place, right? So when you are a little girl, you know, you you are doing your, your child stuff, right? <laughs> and then when you start bleeding, you step into maidenhood, right? You step into your spring phase. You are blossoming. Um, and there's this beautiful saying that I don't know who said it. I think it's like one of those anonymous or Chinese proverbs type of, type of things. But there's this beautiful saying that says, when you start bleeding, you meet your power. When you bleed, you work with your power. When you stop bleeding, you become your power. So even if you aren't bleeding anymore and you're not menstruating anymore, you are now stepping into the role of the wisdom keeper of becoming that power, right? And if you feel like, oh my God, like I've lost the opportunity to go through these cycles with my period, you are now in a divine position to just become it, you know? Um, your body is ready for that even if you think your mind isn't like I haven't done all the work I should still do a few courses and workshops or whatever the case is uh your your body is ready your body is ready to become that divine conduit for wisdom right because you are stepping into your crone phase your wisdom keeper phase so starting with with the maiden then after the maiden, you step into a mothering role or a leadership role, um, a creatress role, I should rather say. I think actually, you know, we, we can say it's a mother or creatress role. Um, so you'll start to notice this when you are, when your Saturn is returning, which is around like your 30th birthday. Um, if anyone is listening and they're going through that right now, I'm sending you a lot of love and light. <laughs> um, but, uh, and you'll know, like if I'm talking to you. <laughs> so when you hit that phase in your life, um, you will start to notice that you are now stepping into a different role within your life, with perhaps in your partnership, with your community, with your family, with your workspace, with your friends you're stepping into a bit of a mothering role or a creatress role, you know, if you become, this is also a time when you can become, you know, like a, like a physical mother uh, and have a child and a baby, uh, or, you know, uh, you are giving birth to a business or a project, um, or you're doing both of those things, you know? So this is known as the summer phase, you know? Um, then after that, you go into your perimenopause phase or your autumn phase. This is known as your enchantress phase, your wild woman phase. And it's also known as, excuse my language, it's also known as the, I don't give a fuck anymore phase, right? This is when you'll see women go through. <laughs> this is when you'll see women go through a phase of um, what can happen is an increase in substance abuse, 
right? Uh, which again, we should handle with care and gentleness and compassion, you know? It's not a good thing, it's not a bad thing, it just is what it is, you know? Um, they, they can go through that, you know, um, because they don't understand what's, what's happening, because what is in fact happening is that your youth is dying down. You are transitioning from being youthful. And in our society, being youthful is the high prize as a woman, you know. And we can say this until, you know, the cows come home, that, you know, your worth is not direct you know a reflection of your beauty your youthfulness or even the amount of money that you have um and although we know this mentally we are still sorry that's my dog <laughs> we are still uh we still have all these programs um in our dna we literally have dna markers of uh you know a trauma that has happened in our lives so although we can know this on a mental level, uh, we might not have integrated it yet energetically and spiritually. And again, that's okay too, you know, don't now go on a spiral of guilt or shame because you're not doing that either. But so yes, this is when you start to notice aging. And this is when you start where you have to um, separate or say goodbye to the maiden, you know, and any type of, uh, sorry, I have alarm that's going off. No problem. <laughs> okay, I'm back. <laughs> so this is when, this is when you have to, um, you know, you have to say goodbye to that maiden. And if perhaps you've, you feel that, oh my word, I haven't done enough or I haven't been wild enough. This is when that will come out, right? Mm -hmm. And hopefully, you know, you will go through that phase, that perimenopause menopause phase and that autumn phase and come out as a wild, raw, authentic woman. And hopefully by then you won't give a fuck anymore and your hair will be wild and unkept and your feet dirty or whatever. But if that is not in your design or your personality, that's fine too. But um, yes, so that's the enchantress phase, the autumn phase. And then you go into um, the ultimate phase, you know, <laughs> which is the wisdom keeper. This is uh, menopause and postmenopausal. This is when, so we were talking about when you are uh, bleeding, your crown chakra and your root chakra is opened. When you are pregnant, the same thing happens. Um, and of course, when you give birth, the same thing happens. And then um, when you are after menopause and you step into your wisdom keeper phase, this is also then what starts to happen, right? So it's that complete download of being that power um, within your body. So you'll see women becoming the wisdom keepers in their communities, in their families, stepping into this, um, you know, matriarchal role within their lives. Um, so yes, that's, I love that. I love that we are currently in some or other phase in our life. Um, uh, yes. Yeah, I oh. think it's very interesting how, <clears throat> we literally are always going through phases and cycles and another phase, another cycle. I mean, especially when you embark on like a self-development, improvement, spiritual journey, whatever you want to call it, you are constantly going through cycles of death and rebirth, like not on a physical level, but on an energetic and an emotional and a spiritual level, because you're always figuring out new things, changing perspective, changing your outlook, and that creates a new version of yourself. So there's always this constant cycle of even the maiden, the mother, the crone, whatever it may be, the full moon, the new moon. Um, so it's been so interesting just to like dig deeper into all of these cycles, because I think it just opens people's eyes to the importance of knowing about the cycles, understanding the cycles, and 
between where you are so that you can use that cycle up to its like best, if that makes sense. Mm, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I love that too. It's also, my jam. I can talk hours and hours. <laughs> sorry, I'm like, I literally, every time it's me always with the lag. Whenever there's a lag, I always speak over the guest. But <laughs> you say, it's so informative. And I think, like you say, you can speak for hours and hours and hours. You're probably just scratching the surface level. But if you are listening to this episode today, I think it's super important when we were talking earlier about the phases of the menstrual cycle. Um, a lot of women probably don't even know, I know this is stuff that they taught in biology at school, but how many people as you get older still remember what phases of your cycle are, unless you are trying to have a baby yeah. ovulation. A lot of people don't know what phase of each of their cycles lasts however many days or what phase that they're in. So if you're having your period, it's super important to be in touch with that. And if you're not having your period, to still know what happens at which point of your cycle. So that, like we said today, you can try to sync with the moon rather, but to know what happens during those periods so you can plan. You know when to be intentional. You know when to let go. You know when to do all of these things. So that's just one thing that crossed my mind when we were talking about it. I was like, I know people personally who will have no idea when they ovulate, how long the phase is after ovulation. So take that into account mm. your cycle and start to take notes because everyone's cycle will be different. Yes, that is so important. And also, I think for, uh, you know, the future female generation that's coming as well, um, like for them to understand this as well, for them to not be told that it's a burden to, to bleed. It's not. It's such a gift. It's such a privilege that we have to bleed. I mean, we let Literally every month get to shed layers and say hey I don't want to deal with you anymore bah like you can do that every month you can let you can let something go you know so to get women and young girls excited about it you know um obviously respecting their their privacy and stuff because I know some women um you know because they didn't have a great experience when they started bleeding they want to give this great celebration to their daughters which is fine if the daughter wants it because we also don't want to go the other way and they traumatize the poor child uh, and there's like this big celebration and they just actually want to have like an intimate thing with their mother you know so again um be conscious stay mindful but i think it's so important to get this generation that's coming up now I mean the, they're really really quite intuitive um you know the the what do they call it the generation Z zoomers so they're very very uh, intuitive and I think um you know if if you are fortunate enough to know these things or have now bumped into this knowledge um you know, to really try and uh, uh, create a space where it can be just a little bit easier for the next generation of women. Yeah, I think that's so important because it is like a lot of people have been taught to feel shame around their, their, their bleed and that it's not something you talk about or it's embarrassing or it's dirty or it's gross or whatever it is. And I think that's one of the main reasons why we, a lot of us have being so disconnected from our cycle because it's kind of something that we just wish didn't happen instead of mm. the beauty and seeing the divine in the cycle and celebrating it and being excited about it and connecting with it um so this has been super super enlightening for both of us and i'm sure everyone that's listening and like we said we could probably chat to you for hours yeah hours. <laughs> yeah so we'll probably have to have you back on again but I just want to say thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing all of this knowledge because I really do feel like the people who have listened to this have taken at least one thing away, if not millions, <laughs> that they can start to implement. I hope so. I hope so. So thank you. I hope so. Uh, yeah, maybe next time we can talk about the <laughs> about the connection between having painful periods and uh, the connection between that and 
having perhaps an unconscious um, link to the period being something disgusting or shameful. Mm. So those things um, yeah. take, take root in the pain body. Yeah, 100%. And I think that will be a topic that also a lot of people want to listen to. So if you guys are listening to this episode, that's your teaser for one that could possibly be to come. <laughs> but thank you so much for coming today. It was so lovely to I always say e meet you, but you know, this is how you meet people these days. Yeah. Yeah. You too. You too. Thank you so much for having me. It's been so nice. Oh. Really, it has. And we can't wait to have you on again. Yes. Awesome, guys. Yes, same here. We will catch you in the next episode. If you love this one, give us some feedback, please. We love to see your feedback, but we'll see you soon. See you later. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us today. We love spreading the light with our healing tribe of humans. To get to know us better, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Help and Harmony Goals. Or check out our website at www.health-harmony.co.za. That's health-harmony.co.za. Until next time, keep healing our world.